Welcome to the Experience Starting Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Katherine Kirchner and Elizabeth Saltonstall. Katherine and Elizabeth are second year students in the full-time MBA class of 2023, and they are also chairs of this year's Graduate Women in Business Conference. We recently invited Katherine and Elizabeth on the podcast to talk more about their backgrounds, what led them to Darden, their experience as first-year students at the Darden School, how they spent their summer internships, and their plans for this year's WIP conference. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Katherine Kirchner and Elizabeth Saltonstall. Katherine, Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Really excited to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, so how's everything going? How is uh, second year starting off for you? Second year is good so far. I mean, it's off to a fast start. Um, definitely busy, but with all really meaningful things from like school to leadership, uh, of course, some social stuff in there, um, and just, you know, exploring career opportunities for full time. Yeah, I think it's funny. We have this thing, second year, best year. Right now, I kind of feel like second year, busiest year. Confirmed. Is, uh, lit where it's leaning, but just echoing what Elizabeth said, it it's definitely more meaningful. I think you have the ability to kind of allocate your time where you want to and give back to the school that gave you so much as a first year. It's been really important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To your point, I, when I talk to people on the podcast, I, I don't get the sense that things have slowed down for them in their second year. Definitely not. I think some of it is we don't have learning team anymore, but it kind of feels like social events with your friends, whether it's a dinner or board meetings or things or events that we're in charge of planning have sort of just filled that space. And so you have a little more autonomy over your time to schedule things as you see fit. But I think the calendar is messier this year than it was last year. Agreed. All right. Well, Elizabeth, can we start start with you and talk a little bit more about your background, what you did before coming to Darden? Sure. So I um, graduated from Brown University in 2015, um, went into finance for four years, spent time on the institutional and private side, um, learned a ton, but had this pull towards healthcare. So pivoted into um, an entrepreneurial role at a, a health tech startup in Boston. Um, and from there, that really sparked uh, passion in women's health for me. So I uh, went to two other startups in women's health prior to Darden um, and then ultimately came to Darden just wanting to sort of broaden my horizon outside of like just the entrepreneurial women's health and sort of see what opportunities there were at um, a bigger corporate level as well. Um, and so and then I interned at CVS Health this past summer on their kidney care team doing product and operations. Did you always know that you were going to pursue an MBA? No, I I was more on the track of um, CFA. And I feel like in finance, a lot of times it's posed as like CFA or MBA. Uh, but when I pivoted out of finance, I realized like it was a great um, facilitator for kind of helping me down this new path that I had taken. Um, and it opened it could open a lot of doors. Um, candidly, a lot of my friends were taking the path and I was seeing how much it was paying off for them. All right. And Catherine, how about, how about you? Tell us your story. 
Yeah, so I graduated from Indiana University in 2016, and I majored in accounting, so kind of had a business background, took the typical accounting path. I went into audit. I got my CPA. Ultimately, just wasn't really feeling fulfilled, but the work-life balance wasn't enough that I could really figure out what I wanted to do instead. So I ended up pivoting into internal accounting, and I worked at Grubhub in Chicago for three years, and it had great work-life balance. I had a really supportive team, and ultimately, I was able to kind of take a step back and figure out what I wanted to do next. I got to work with a variety of teams from more of the strategy and operations side of Grubhub to the marketing and sales teams, and I knew that. I really liked the way they all came together to solve problems. So was pretty sure I wanted to do some kind of strategy work at a company. Didn't totally know what it was, but it felt like an MBA would be a very good next step for me to like, kind of explore some of those opportunities and figure out the next career step for me. Given your undergraduate business background, did you always know that you were going to pursue an MBA? Was this always something that was on your radar? I think that I always knew I was going to get some kind of graduate degree. I played around with whether or not I wanted to have more of a sustainability focus and do just kind of a one-year program or what the benefit would be for me of getting an MBA given the business background. But because of the focus in accounting, I felt like there were a lot of classes and kind of more core skills that I didn't get to do as much of in undergrad, and I wanted to have that experience with the grad program. All right. And so how did, how did you learn about Darden, Catherine? I'll let you kick us off on, on this question. So I'm from the Bethesda, Maryland area. So University of Virginia always kind of looms large in terms of where people go to college and just thinking about college in general. And didn't really look at it for undergrad, but I knew being in Chicago for a couple years that I wanted to come back to the East Coast. So pretty much focused there. After doing pretty just base level research, it felt like Darden and Charlottesville would be a really good place to go get an MBA. I loved that Charlottesville was a smaller town the university, both Darden and undergrad programs, was so much a part of the town. And I really wanted to have that fully immersive experience with an MBA program where your friends that were you made at Darden and at business school were the people that you were spending time with and not have the full distractions of potentially being in a larger city. It strikes me for, it feels like a lot of the people at Darden, they have just spent time in a big city and they're coming the full-time MBA program in Charlottesville, two years, just to really kind of focus on, on being a student and a member of the community. And, that, and that's part of the appeal. Yes, I definitely agree. I feel like it gives you the ability to really throw yourself into the Darden community and just get involved in everything you can and really help. But it also really helps you focus on both your core school experience as well as what clubs and kind of where you want to go in life. And Elizabeth, how did, how did you learn about Darden? How did you get interested in Darden? Yeah, I think it was sort of just like right off the bat when I was thinking about business school, it's just on my radar. Um, I mean, it's a great program, uh, well-known reputation. Uh, and then when I sort of started narrowing down, you know, where I wanted to apply, I started talking to people from various schools. And I, I always felt like I connected really well with the Darden people, um, whether they were currently there, whether they were in their careers. I had a close friend who um, had a really successful consulting career after Darden. Um, so it just felt like a really a lot of positive feedback and very similar to Catherine, the location I think is really appealing. It just allows you to really immerse yourself in the experience, no outside distractions. Um, and it's a, a, because of that, it's a really tight knit community. So you come to Darden, you're a first year student. Uh, this is a time of transitions for 
folks and as they go through the program, lots of classes, new subject matter, new community, having to make new friends. What was that first year like? <laughs> it was um, like the most amazing, overwhelming experience. I was not prepared for just the amount of stimulation but also really valuable and like I, everything I was doing, I was so excited about. Um, so from classes, I mean, you just, I think I got like my college education in the first quarter. It was, I mean, it's just like so much information. Um, but I feel like lifelong friends within weeks. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a lot to take in. I also, I came here with uh, my fiance. He's also a first year. So we were also wedding planning. So we just kind of did it all. <laughs> So it was it was really busy, but it was all stuff that I was really excited to be doing. And what section were you, Alyssa? Section C. I was section B. Okay. All right. Section C. Tell us a little bit about section C. Section B will get its time. Don't don't worry. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll put a plug for this year. Right now we have won three all three of the Darden Cup events. So we're basically in line to um win for the year. But uh, otherwise, it's just a really, um, a really tight knit group of people, and it's it's extremely diverse. Um, I made a lot of friends through my section, and just learned a lot from the you know past experiences, whether personal, professional, from the people in my section. Um, we were supportive in, in the classroom, but also challenged each other, and we also made time for each other outside of the classroom. And the mascot for Section C is. Well, this is maybe it's one downside. Um, a sea monster? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think section D is a bit just like a large letter. Isn't that what the mascot is? Something like that? What is their mascot? Section D's, I think, is the... They changed it to dragons, maybe. So I feel like so section B, which is was what I was in, has like the strongest mascot presence. I think maybe I mean, section A, I mean, but it it's is a lion. bird after all. Yeah, section B birds. Um, we have a little mascot, and this year's first year is ordered a large mascot costume. So there's actually somebody inside of a big bird suit now um, at a lot of events, which has been really exciting to see. <laughs> That is commitment right there. That's a lot of section pride. Um, wow. So, Catherine, talk to us about your, your first year experience. So, you, you come to come to Darden, you're a brand new first year student. What was that like? Definitely echoing what Elza said. It's so much fun, but it is so overwhelming. I think the first month, there's just so many things coming at you at once, and you're being dragged in a lot of different directions. But I also felt like the support that I got from last year's second years from my GWIB mentor to just other second years in Section B was so valuable because they just kind of help you stay on the right path. You're trying to navigate a learning team. You're trying to navigate participating in classes. You're starting your recruiting journey. So there's just a lot of things at once. But I think that Darden does a really good job giving you a community of people both within your class, within the administration, and within second years to have a successful experience. I also chose to get involved immediately upon getting to Darden. And so I was the Section B social rep um, with one of my other friends. And so then on top of kind of all the other things going on, you're also planning events for a section of 70 people, but also just a lot of really strong time management skills, which I am also not using this year. But I think it just really helps you prioritize too to mm -hmm. have multiple things going on at once. I also love to be 
very busy. So, well, um, can I talk a little bit about the uh, second years and how they help you as a first year student? Because we've talked about learning teams a lot here on the podcast, but maybe a, we haven't explored as much. Maybe this you know second year mentor quib, uh, just relationships that you have with second year students and how they help you process and work through. Uh, the first year. So maybe give us a little bit of insight as to what that looks like. Yeah. So pretty much first thing that we got in terms of second year mentorship, at least for the women of Darden, is that you get a GWIB mentor. And so we are both GWIB mentors this year. I had one last year, Amanda Ware, who was amazing. Um, She ended up being one of my really close friends at Darden and just really helped me through the whole experience. I asked her any silly little question. Honestly, a lot of it was more social-based because there are so many other aspects of Darden that you have other people you can ask questions to. And so it would be just like the silliest things of like timing of showing up to an event or what an event would look like and things like that. And she was always ready to be so helpful with that. Um, You also get a second-year coach at Darden. So I'm a second-year coach this year. And basically, I have four first years who are all interested in recruiting consulting, which is what I did over the summer and recruited for last year. And I just kind of help them navigate the recruiting process, everything from resume reviews to coffee chats, eventually working on more interview prep down the road. But I think that Darden does a really good job of utilizing the second years to help create a really positive experience and support the first years. Yeah, what's it like being on the other side of those conversations now? I love it. Um, I think that Darden gave so much to me as a first year. And as a second year, really all I want to do is be able to give back in the way that I was given help as a first year. So, I mean, I thrive on having coffee chats with first years about my experience at Bain DC over the summer, about my experience being a social rep for the section, about being on the board of WAC now, and just like all the different experiences I've had. I just love kind of sharing that with other people. Elizabeth, does that does that resonate with you? Yeah, it's kind of like um a really clear um, way to share all that you accomplished your first year. It's exciting to be able to pass that on to the next year. Um, and you are so fresh off of that experience. There's, I think there's like very few people that can really comprehend what it's like to go through that first year experience and second years are just so like in that mindset still. And so you can really sympathize with what some of the firsts are going through and kind of hopefully help them stay on their path and, and keep them excited about what they're, they're pursuing. And one of the things that, that you mentioned, Elizabeth, that I thought was interesting has come up here on the podcast before is the pace of the first year and how much is being thrown at you and how quickly you're moving through this. When did you feel like you really kind of settled in and, okay, I kind of have a feel for this, or maybe that's just a constant uh, battle through the first year? I, I don't know if I've settled into the pace at Darden. It's just um, so constant. But I think what I have settled into is like um, giving myself permission to say no and feeling confident in like how I manage my time. So knowing that I can't do everything and all the things that I am doing, which is a lot, I can't do all of them at 100%. And like sometimes done is better than perfect. Um, which I kind of feel like is actually a huge takeaway from the Darden experience as we go to be managers in our careers, being able to allocate, you know, work and um, prioritizing our time and and um, managing multitasking. So I think it's one of the most valuable lessons I've learned from Darden. 
but I wouldn't say I'm settled. <laughs> well, Catherine, you said you're someone that really likes being busy. How do you, how do you draw that line of like, okay, this is about as, as busy as I can be given all the other things that are competing for my time? Yeah. So my Outlook calendar is the most important thing in my life other than my dog. Um, and probably my parents, but the Outlook calendar, if it is not on my Outlook calendar, I will not be there. Like I check it every morning before I wake up. It's like the first thing I do basically. Um, and so that has been the biggest thing for me is I've gotten really, really good at calendar time management. So as second years, we don't have a learning team, but you're prepping all of your cases on your own. And so building in time in my schedule of, okay, I'm going to have three hours blocked off. This is me doing my cases for the next day. Um, if I need to get a haircut, it is on my calendar. If I'm getting my nails done, it is on the calendar. Um, we have friends dinner on Sunday night and it's on the calendar as a recurring event. So I think that just keeping everything in one place helps you keep sane and it helps you kind of visualize what you have ahead for the week and you're able to better prepare for it. So you both talked about the summer experiences uh, that you've had. Um, Elizabeth, do you want to talk a little bit more about your experience at, at CVS? Um, how was that? Yeah, it was great. I was working um, as a product operations intern on the kidney care team. And I had a really um, valuable experience. I feel like I learned a lot. It was only two months. So it was, it was again, fast pace. Um, but now I'm an expert at this pace. So uh, I, I had great management um, and was able to really jump in and basically function as a product manager. Um, ultimately, the team is headed in a different direction, so I am re-recruiting. But in a lot of ways, that's also exciting because there's so many different opportunities to explore, especially when you broaden it to not just internships, but full-time opportunities. Um, so overall, yeah, it was, it was great. And given your healthcare background, did you know that you wanted to recruit for a healthcare opportunity when you came to Jordan? Yes, definitely wanted to stay in healthcare, was uh, flexible in terms of the role, and ultimately wanted to be at a company that had a path or at least was investing in women's health. So CBS does have an enterprise level women's health team. Um, so the kidney care team wasn't necessarily on my radar, but it was a foot in the door. And um, if I you know, go back to CVS, I would want to go back to the women's health team. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the recruiting that happens during this in the second year. I think when we talk with prospective students, they're so focused on the internship process. They don't realize that you also have this second year recruiting uh, process that happens. Do you want to talk just a little bit more about about that experience? Sure. Yeah, I think um, there's a little bit of like a stigma attached to second year recruiting. But ultimately, you know, the internship, it is only two months. So it's really not your end all be all. It's a great time to try something out. Um, and through that, you you know brought in your network and continue to pick up skills. As a second year, I feel like I have a more refined focus on what are my strengths, what are my interests. And I think I can be a little bit more picky about where I want to land um, and just have more focused conversations. So the process looks similar. I would just say it's more um, proactively sourced, but that's because of the nature that I am looking at companies that aren't necessarily um, on grounds companies. So, but it looks the same. It's a lot of conversations. And um, I think the timing's just different. Instead of fall applications, it's more like spring. So I'll have to be a little patient. But 
I'm seeing a lot of exciting opportunities. So I think it worked out well. Now, I appreciate your mentioning it. And I think it, this, it, you know, I, I hear your point about the stigma. I think it's unfair. Um, and, and the reality is like the internship is there for a reason, right? It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be your forever job. It's a way to try out something. It's a hypothesis test, essentially. And maybe it turns into what you want to do and maybe not. And you have this whole other year here to, to recruit and network and do all these kinds of things. And we've had some conversations about it on the podcast, but I think it's really important uh, for people to hear it because I think the more people just talk about first year and the internship, it puts a lot of pressure on that first year. And you're already, as noted, trying to do a lot of things in, in that first year. So I think it's important for people to know, yes, there's a second year in business school and recruiting <laughs> still happens uh, in that year. So um, thank you for indulging the question. Um, uh, Catherine, uh, you mentioned that you were at Bain uh, in, in D.C. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your summer experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a wonderful summer. I wasn't, I felt like I kind of knew what to expect with consulting going in, but I would say it definitely exceeded my expectations. Prior to starting my internship, they set you up with a staffing manager who kind of figures out what your big rocks and little rocks might be in the type of case that you want to be on. So for me, I really wanted to have a manager that was focused on my professional development because it had been a while since I worked in a more client-facing role. I'd worked in business before, but had never worked in consulting. And so I wanted someone that was really going to care about my development throughout the summer. And I definitely got that. Um, I actually had my senior manager went to Darden several years before me and was also in Section B, which was a coincidence that was not intentional. Um, but he did a great job of writing a really positive case experience for me. Um, I worked on a customer service case, so it was more qualitative than what I was initially expecting, but it ended up being a really good growth opportunity because I got to work with a variety of client stakeholders. I got to be asked kind of questions in team meetings about where you're just like put on the spot and they're like, well, what would you think the next biggest challenge with this case is going to be? And I think Darden definitely prepared me to be cold called in meetings at times. Um, but overall, the experience was honestly just so wonderful. Um, they have a great intern class. They do tons of events for us. Every Friday, we all get to go into the office and we all have lunch together. So, I mean, I could not say enough good things and I will be going back next summer. So I've been on the other side of second year recruiting, helping my friends that are doing second year recruiting for consulting with interview prep, um, a lot of casing, some behavioral stuff, overall just expectations of how the process is going to work. So overall, very rewarding experience. So in addition to coaching for first-year students, you're also <laughs> helping second-year classmates. Yes, that is fully voluntary. There's no uh, specific people that I it was like assigned the way it was with second-year coaching for the first years. This is more just I loved my experience in consulting this summer. There are a lot of people that are re-recruiting for various reasons and now want to be at Bain or at other consulting firms in D.C. And they're people that I think are great because they're at Darden and I made good relationships with them last year. So helping them get where they want to go is really just the priority now. And did you know that you wanted to be in consulting when you, when you came to Darden? Yes and no. So I did a lot of the pre-MBA programs, which I would highly recommend to anybody thinking about consulting. I think it gives you really good insight into what you can expect as a consultant, kind of into the overall networking process that you might be 
going through when you get on campus and also gives you the opportunity to meet some of the companies before you even get to school. I did those and then I got to Darden and honestly, I was just really overwhelmed by the sheer number of coffee chats and company briefings and things that were going on and wasn't fully sure that consulting was going to be where I should go. So I pivoted a little and I did actually a lot of off-grounds recruiting in early fall. So looking at more strategy, internal strategy companies. And then around the end of September, I went to the consulting conference and actually talked to somebody who was working kind of in more retail consulting, doing very similar things to what I would have been looking at doing internally. And I changed my mind, went back to consulting, which was a little bit of an uphill battle because you think about it, everyone else that I was uh, in my class had been recruiting and networking and doing coffee chats for all of September. And I squeezed all of mine into basically the middle of October and November. Um, and it ended up working out. I think that if I could go back, I would uh, just stay uh, stay the course and stick with the consulting from early September to save myself some uh, time in October and November. But overall, I'm just very happy with how the process worked out. All right. I want to take a moment just to talk through some of the things that you just shared because we have a lot of prospective student listeners. And so for some people, it may be a newsflash that there's actually a career events that companies are doing even before the start of school. I, I think the, the word is increasingly reaching prospective MBA students, but it feels like some of this career stuff is happening earlier and earlier. Um, and you also mentioned off-grounds uh, recruiting. What What is what is that? Tell us um, what that is. So essentially off-grounds is companies that they might have postings through our Darden Career Center, but they're companies that don't maybe don't as heavily recruit at Darden. The MBA internship process isn't quite as formalized as it is at others. It doesn't mean that those companies don't recruit on grounds at any MBA program. It just means that at Darden specifically, the Career Center doesn't have as much of a relationship with them. And so you're more looking at LinkedIn posts and seeing if there's a Darden alum there and if you can kind of reach out to them that way. And networking is an important part of, of all of this, um, and certainly an important part of the, the off-grounds recruiting process. And the other sort of part of that is there's on-grounds recruiting where employers either come to Darden or these days, it seems like a lot of that is even happening virtually. Um, so um, just for our, our listeners who are trying to keep all of, all of this straight, you're right that a lot happens very, very quickly. I think that typically can feel a little overwhelming to folks and you get pulled in a lot of directions. One of the things that we share with prospective students is if you can spend some time prior to the start of school, really kind of thinking and reflecting and kind of developing an idea, at least a, a pretty good idea of what you'd like to do, um, it can it can help you kind of weather all of that because there's a lot uh, that's happening and there's so many great opportunities and so many great companies. It can feel a little overwhelming uh, to folks. Yeah, I think definitely doing those pre-MBA programs helps you just kind of navigate the process overall a little bit better and also take some of that pressure off that first week or two when you're getting to school and everyone is talking about what they've done for recruiting so far and who they've talked to. And Darden really emphasizes running your own race through the recruiting process and doing your best to keep your head down. But at some point, I think there's only so much you can put blinders on too. So getting ahead when you can is definitely very important. 
Yeah, that is very tough. And in, in the first couple of weeks, right, we, we talk about this all the time on the podcast, this idea of running your race. But if all these other people are saying, well, I've done this, this and that and these other things and, and you're a motivated person, you're in business school, it, it is hard to kind of push that push that out of your mind. So let's talk a little bit about about second year. Um, we start where we started this conversation. You both are, are very involved. Uh, one of the things that you're involved with is the graduate women in business conference. So um, we've ha- featured this conference before here on the podcast and thought it'd be good to have you both on the podcast to talk about uh, the conference. So tell us, um, what is this conference all about? Elizabeth, can I start, start with you? Sure. Yeah, it's really an opportunity for the first years to um, have a block of time together. So it's um, it starts Thursday uh, on a Thursday evening. Uh, we all do dinner together and then it it's on grounds all day Friday. Um, but also there are various companies involved. So they span different industries, different roles. Um, and these companies sponsor the conference in order to be involved. So it's an opportunity to network with the students um, and also for the students to just get to know these companies a bit more. Um, and the companies will host workshops so that the students can learn things. Like this year, we're, we're really focused on negotiating, um, difficult conversations, uh, speaking up. So hopefully the students can come away with some genuine skills um, as well as some opportunity to network and just be social with each other. Yeah, Catherine, with the, is the idea with the conference this kind of maybe dual purpose? Em, employers get to connect with students and students get to connect with em, employers. Is, is that one of the goals here? Yeah, I think helping form some of those connections is definitely one of the goals of the conference. By November, a lot of our first years will have already had some kind of experience with networking, whether it's coffee chats second years, coffee chats with full-time employees, on-campus recruiters, things like that. But I think it's another opportunity to really maybe interact with a company that you didn't initially have on your target list or meet a different first year that you haven't had the experience to meet yet. And so in addition to the workshops that we have that companies put on, um, there's an informal happy hour that we have where they'll get to network with companies. But we also have uh, something that's just for the first year women, and it's run by our core, um, a few of our core faculty members that we do. And it was actually one of my favorite events last year. It's called, we call it Share Your Power, but you're basically with a bunch of other first years from your section. So it's people you kind of know, and you're basically hyping each other up um, by sharing the things that you either love about each other or that you think somebody does really, really well. And it's at a point in the year that can be really stressful for people leading into a really big recruiting push. And I had just such a cool experience and I felt way more bonded to some of the people and some of the women in my section after doing this kind of, I wouldn't say it's a workshop, but having this portion of conference last year. And so I'm very excited for the first year women to experience it this year. Yeah. It's nice to interact with the professors outside of the classroom too, because they can be really helpful resources, um, you know, for things outside of academics. And you're both uh, conference chairs uh, for this year's conference. Um, Catherine, what what attracted you to this role? I think in addition to the fact that I personally really like event planning, the conference meant a lot to me last year. It was at a point in my recruiting journey where I had just fully pivoted back into consulting. And so 
it gave me the opportunity to kind of practice some of the networking skills I'd been working on. I got to see a bunch of different companies through the conference. Our conference last year was a lot more virtual than we will be this year. So that's our biggest change. And we're so excited that so many companies will be able to be on grounds and in person with the first years this year. But we had tons of panels last year where we just got to hear different people's journeys, their career journeys, how they ended up where they were, why they went to business school in the first place. And I think it's just really eye-opening to see that there's so many different paths you can take to being successful. And it was at a point where I really needed to hear about all of the different paths. And so I had a great conference experience and I thought both of last year's conference chairs were great. And so they really encouraged us to go for it once we were starting to think about running. Uh, how, about, how about you, Elizabeth? Uh, what attracted you to this role? Yeah, I think similarly, like I, I loved the event last year. It was a great opportunity to um, put some of like what we had talked so much about, actually applied the skills and and be able to interact with recruiters. Um, but it's also, I, I, I thought Quib was really influential throughout my first year. And so um, wanted to definitely be on the board, want to work with Catherine. I thought I think of conference as sort of we you know we put on so many great events through Gwib, but conference is sort of the the pivotal event. Um, so you know was honored to be able to be a part of that, um, and also it gives you an opportunity to interact with first years, interact with professors, and many of the recruiters that are going to be on campus are Darden alums. So you get to connect with um, you know other alums, which is always exciting. So for our listeners, some of them may know about the graduate women in business. Uh, club, some may not, uh, GWIB as it is known or around Darden. What would you want prospective students to know about this organization, Elizabeth? Hmm. Um, it's just a really tight-knit, supportive community. We're really candid with each other. We, It's not just academics or professional. It's absolutely social as well. Um, and I think the mentorship program is probably one of the most valuable aspects of the club. So my mentor happened to be in the same industry as me. Um, so she was almost like a second second year coach. But also we would meet uh, every other week and just check in and um, kind of see how each other was doing. And she would give me helpful tips outside of, you know, just the professional stuff. So GWIB is a great, gives, gives women at Darden space to learn from each other, spend time together um, and kind of have this community um, that's really special. Catherine, any any thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners that's up as they learn about GWIB? Yeah. So I think that everyone that goes to Darden and everyone that goes to business school experiences it in their own way. And I think that women experience business school in their own way. And so having a community of people that can come together and go bowling or you can just ask any questions you need to through the mentorship program. And you have a whole board of people that have basically been like, hey, if you have any questions about anything, you can just pick one of us and reach out was really impactful to me as a first year. And so I kind of like Elizabeth pretty much knew that I wanted to be on the board by about halfway through last year because it really is just so influential. I wanted the experience and I wanted to be able to give the experience that I had last year to the first years this year and create a space for them to come and just kind of be themselves. And I think that we're working towards doing that as board members this year. 
Catherine, something that you shared earlier about how, what this event meant to you personally and hearing other people's stories and realizing that paths to career success are, they don't have to be linear and in this particular kind of way. How do you, how do you, it uh, really resonated with me as I was listening to you. And I was curious about how you see the conference and what you're planning this year fitting into the overall, you know, efforts of what Gwib's trying to do uh, for its members, for the, for the community here. Yeah, so we played around with conference themes kind of a lot and spent a lot of time thinking about what we wanted the first years to get out of it because there are some recruiting aspects, there's some networking aspects, but we really wanted them to have, to come away with this with some solid skills. And so that was kind of how we structured the workshops. And so our theme is achieve, leave, lead up, achieve, lead, uplift. <laughs> and we wanted it to be, we really wanted to focus on the fact that you can be powerful and have a really amazing career, but also make sure that you're still bringing up the people around you. And so a lot of our workshops have been kind of structured around that. And I think that's kind of how we saw the conference being this year and kind of how mm -hmm. we went about it. Yeah, definitely an emphasis on empowerment. Um, I think with women, who are aspiring business leaders, we often hear this narrative of like, you can do it all, how to balance like home and work. And, you know, um, for this conference, we really want to focus on influence, power, lifting up the women around you and, you know, having sort of negotiating to get what you need uh, personally and professionally. Um, so that's, that's sort of where the theme came up. Has it been fun to work on all of this and, and see it come together? It's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in the thick of it right now, but <laughs> um, it's been fun coming up with the workshop topics. We're starting to um, speak with the recruiters and uh, excited to start communicating the details to the first years. All right. Any other things that you're looking forward to in the, in the coming months as you, as you look ahead uh, to what remains of your second year? I mean, everything. I don't know. I I really just have loved the Darden experience so far. I could not say enough good things about it. So I feel like, I mean, I'm just excited to be able to spend the next nine months-ish with the friends that I made as first year, as a first year, the new first years that have come in. We have tons of Darden Cup events. Um, we have tons of social events. There's a holiday ball. There's just so many exciting activities that either clubs or our DSA board have planned for us. And I'm just very excited to get to do them all again. Yeah, I think just continuing to, you know, learn in the classroom, learn from the people around me, uh, have these fun experiences, but ultimately be broadening my horizon and, and hopefully helping others along the way. Um, and I think the conference has been a really nice way to set aside some space to hopefully empower some, some women and, and help them feel at home at Darden like we do. All right, Elizabeth, we, we ask everybody the uh, same last question here. Is there a piece of advice you would share with our prospective student listeners, something you would encourage them to think about as they uh, move forward on their MBA journeys? I think it's really overwhelming to think about, you know, making this big transition, um, moving away usually, putting a pause in your career for some people. Um, I felt that anxiety. I, I guess I haven't looked back since I arrived at Darden and it has truly exceeded all expectations um, you know, in all the different areas of my life. It's really challenged me, but I know I'm gonna walk away 
you know, stronger and better for it. So I would just say um, it's worth it. Have the conversation you need to have. Um, but, you know, we're all here to um, to talk with with any prospective students and, um, you know, we welcome those conversations. All right. And Catherine, anything that you would share? Yeah, I think so. Darden has definitely been one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my life. I think looking back, making the decision to come to business school, it feels, I mean, it's just so monumental because it really can change kind of your whole path. And I think being really deliberate about what you're looking for in a business school program is like one of the most important decisions you're going to make. Um, thinking through the type of community you want, the type of classroom experience you want is really significant as you're making that decision. And I think that the community that you're going into plays a big role in your overall learning experience and your growth as a person. Personally, Darden has felt like the perfect fit and echoing Elzo, I have not looked back since I got here. But I mean, it's a huge decision. I think really making sure that you know what you're looking for and what your priorities are going to be with business school is the most important thing for you. Catherine, Elizabeth, thank you for all the insights you shared. Um, exciting to hear about the GWIB conference. Good luck with everything that, that you're planning. It sounds like y'all are in the thick of it right now, but I know it's going to be a great event. And, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was fun. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having us. And that was my interview with Katherine Kirchner and Elizabeth Saltonstall, two second-year students in our full-time MBA class of 2023 and chairs of this year's Graduate Women in Business Conference. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.